0: Hey, welcome back to Software Social. This episode is sponsored by Odear. Odear makes it easy to monitor uptime, SSL certificates, broken links, scheduled tasks, and more. They send out notifications when something is wrong. All of that is paired with a developer-friendly API and great documentation. And I can back them up on that because we use Odear for GeoCodio and are happy customers. You can sign up for a 10-day free trial with no credit card required at odeer.app. So I have kind of an announcement to make.
1: Ooh, I love announcements, do tell.
0: We are no longer a bootstrapped company. What does that mean? <laughs> so, um, I've been getting more feedback on my on my book and um and i'm getting so much amazing feedback from because i i ended up sending it out to like 200 people last weekend um and i decided to open it up to some friends of mine who are like like work in tech but not in kind of like bootstrap world or in vc world so that so they're like aware of what's going on but also kind of outside of this little bubble because i want to get their their perspective on things and there was one comment in particular that I got that really made me reconsider things. Um, and in the intro to the book, I'm describing how, you know, we're, a, we're this, you know, bootstrapped B2B sass. And they said that was complete jargon and also consider using a less racially loaded term. Oh, oh. yeah and i had this real moment of sort of looking in the mirror and realizing oh wow like people outside of this bubble have a very different definition of this word and a very different meaning from that word than we do and i've had reservations about it for a long time and like wanted to switch to a new word but didn't really have one that i felt like worked cuz everyone kind of recognizes what that means um but th- this was kind of shocking to me of, of, of like, you know, getting outside of of my bubble and seeing how people outside of it react to that.
1: I honestly didn't know there were negative connotations around the word because I've only heard the word used in our little um, context. You know, people that are in tech starting businesses.
0: Yeah, I imagine you're not the only one who is surprised by this. So I kind of dug into the phrase a little bit. And the problem comes from the fact that the phrase pull yourself up by your bootstraps is where it comes from. Now, historically, apparently w- when this this word the phrase first came around, it was actually intended to imply that something was impossible because if you sort can just sort of picture someone wearing old-fashioned boots with with loops on them and then trying to stand up while holding their own bootstraps like they would fall so it was so it's kind of a funny image if you can sort of picture that. Um, but then it's sort of in specifically American political discourse where and the, and the phrase is originally American. Um, it came to sort of be combined with all of these sort of self-reliance and sort of the rugged individual American, Man who doesn't need help from anyone and kind of all of these connotations. And as I sort of dug into people with outside who are outside of the community, they all had this very negative reaction to it that that was very politically tinged. And to them felt like we were um, sort of making this like political statement. And I was like, whoa, like that is, is not the intention at all. But you know, but, but sort of the politics of it aside, I realized that within the community we're not even clear on what it means. Like I was yeah, I guess that's
1: a good point. Like I was
0: emailing with a a, a customer a few weeks ago, and and for some reason I happened to ask them if they were a bootstrapped company. I had just gotten this sense from their website, and their reaction back to me um, that I've been thinking about was they're like I wouldn't say we're bootstrapped because we're growing. And I was mm-hmm. like oh, that's interesting. Like when they heard Bootstrapped, they thought that it meant a company that doesn't grow. And then, and I I did some polls on this a while ago. Some, like, you know, some people think that it can mean that a company doesn't take any funding at all. But what do you, like, what about debt? What about using credit cards? Is that funding? What if you take funding from something like Tiny Seed or, earnest, which aren't like the big VCs, but like you're still taking money and maybe giving away equity. Like, is that bootstrapped? But then also like when we started out, you know, part of our funding capital was $1,000 in AWS credits for the first six months. Now that technically showed up as a marketing expense for AWS and not as an investment, but to us, it was the same thing. And so I think it's this broader point that none of us are are truly self-reliant. Like we all have a community that's holding us up and helping us at every step of the way. And seeing how people outside of this world react to that world was was a really uh kind of shocking moment for me. And I was like, "You know what? Maybe, you know what? Maybe there's another word that I can use that is both more descriptive and less potential for offending people outside of this little bubble Hmm. okay so what did you settle on customer funded oh that's good but then somebody pointed out to me that people might think that it meant that we did crowdfunding or like one of it those regulation kind of like cf that. campaigns yeah, that it, like the gumroad like, did
1: <laughs> when you said that like it is a little confusing um customer funded is a little Confusing to me too and then what about people who don't like people in the beginning like what word I mean if you think about language which I think is this is really good that you're bringing this up but we don't really have a word for people who aren't making enough yet you know like right yeah, like yeah. self-funded
0: I guess I mean I guess yeah self-funded is another word I mean I, I I've been thinking about this and I don't really have an answer to this so I'm kind of curious what other yeah. people think there is we like we as a community feel an importance to note that we are not VC-funded SaaS. We're also not all SaaS, right? right? Because there's people doing courses. There's like, like, there's whole sorts of other things going on here. And we can't define ourselves by what we're not. And we do have a unique, like we have a unique perspective as a community. And so some people call this, you know, sustainable business, but then like people tend to think about the environment too, which you you know like like sometimes that is is the case but like you know most of us are not sort of sustainability focused companies um or there's also calm companies um though I feel like that kind of I don't really like any of those it kind of discounts like the the kind of crazy hours that people are you know it it, it, to me it's like it's like a milder version of lifestyle business it's just not said to it's not said with the intention of being offensive which lifestyle business is. is um i so i don't know what that word needs to be but i sort of invite everyone to reconsider like like what are we as a community and what do we call ourselves and 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 i i recognize that it may come as a shock to you that there are people who find that word offensive or off-putting and and I think that's okay and and, and you, you sort of have the reaction like Colleen just had. Um, but I think we also we do wanna be a community where all sorts of people feel welcome and feel like they can start a business. And like I think for so much of us, this is about, you know, the liberation from <laughs> the pressures of corporate life, from you know, from the pressure that trying to run a high growth company can can come with. Um and so what like what is that what is that word and and how do we define ourselves i don't i don't know what that answer is but um but i feel like we can find an answer to it and 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 finding a different word you know i think it it doesn't discount right any of the hard work that any of us put into this like it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong about that or about us for using a word that that other people find off-putting but i th- i think it's something for us to grapple with especially if we want to be a force within the business community at some point yeah i feel like you're just I kind agree. of shocked you're is... just like where did this come I'm from just sitting
1: here processing michelle well there's a couple things running <laughs> through my mind the first the first thing i would like to say is this shows the importance of getting this word is overused but diverse opinions so, I mean, if you hadn't sent your book out to people outside of our community, I never would have, I wouldn't have had a single comment on that word. Um, so I think this shows the importance of that. And as in a larger sense, if more tech companies tried to get more diverse ideas and opinions, you know, they would avoid the pitfall you almost fell into. And the other thing I was thinking is I feel like um, Cortland has, has really come up with a good term, indie hackers but that is, of course, a brand name as well. So we can't really take that. But I tend to use that word the most because I think that most represents what I'm trying to do, which is build a business without taking funding while hustling, but also trying to build a business that fits into my life. So that's kind of the the term I use a little more frequently. Um, But I love this idea of trying to think of, of you know, a new way to kind of brand ourselves as a community.
0: I feel like Indie hackers is a really good way of describing developers who are trying to start their own companies. But to me, it sort of feels like that's where the definition ends. Um, And, like, I I love participating with indie hackers, but, like, I I wouldn't classify myself as a hacker. There's also, you know, tons of people who have really negative reactions to the word hacker, right? That's true, too. (laughs) Like, that word is, you know, is very loaded in its own right. Um, Yeah. And someone brought up indie sass which kind of reminded me of indie rock which you know started out meaning independent of of record labels and then it meant just like independent record labels as opposed to major record labels and then it just meant like a style of music and more broadly a culture um i guess i would be fine with indie sass but for me as a former sort of quote-unquote indie kid uh, when I was a teenager, like to me, like indie just sounds a lot like music, and mm. doesn't. I, I, but maybe like maybe it's just like you know the little fifteen year old hipster still in me that thinks that, and like everybody else <laughs> like thinks it's fine. Like I, like I would be fine with that. I think, but it is you know with language, it's important to, um, to have something that is instantly like recognizable for people. But and you know language is always changing. I think is sort of the fun thing. About it, um, and 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 changing words is hard, but but there's many examples throughout the decades and and centuries and of people adapting language. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm kind of curious to hear what what people will will come up with. Me too. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, let's move to something a little lighter.
1: That was pretty heavy to open the podcast I know. I dropped it on. This is my first cup of coffee, Michelle. (laughs) (laughs) I just woke up.
0: Did you get a testimonial up this week, Colleen? (laughs) I
1: did! Yay, Yay, Colleen! Um, I got a testimonial up, so I'm pretty happy with that. I ended up buying Tailwind UI, which was such a good decision. Um, Isn't that nice? It's so... I mean, I should have bought it six months ago. Like, It's so funny. Um, But I bought Tailwind UI, and I... Use their testimonial block. So, um, and I wrote one and I got it up. So I felt pretty good about getting that done. It's a small thing, but, you know, baby steps. Um, What I've really been thinking about, I feel like, although my optimism is still high, I have felt kind of directionless the past few weeks. Hmm. And so and I think the thing that we have talked about and that I've been struggling with is people are obviously using my product and paying for my product. So there is a need for my product, but I have not yet honed in on who those people are. And that's so, okay.
0: I've been alive for like you know, with paying customers for months. like two months now, right? Like Yeah. That's okay. Um
1: so what I want to do in order to like tailor my marketing and my content and, um, and, and kind of figure out who's really using it is like, I want to go back to basics. So when I built this, my original thought, I built it for myself, right? So at the time, you know, if we go back almost a year now in the podcast archives, I was like, oh, I'll sell this to other consultants. I have no idea if this is something other consultants want. So I am trying to go back to basics here and I'm gonna I want to speak with other consultants to find out what their needs are and what their pain points are in the file uploading space. So that's my plan.
0: Hmm. What's driving this
1: feeling? because I feel here's the thing with Heroku is these people aren't no one's emailing me back which is fine. I only have what do I have like 18 ish paying customers? of those 18-ish paying customers, only 60% are using it. So I feel like those people that aren't using it um, will churn. And Heroku's like choppy, right? Because they prorate. You could sign up for two days and then cancel. Now, people aren't really doing that, but um, I don't know. I feel like it's coming. And I feel like I, I want to know where what to do next, right? As we've talked about A million times. Like we've talked about all the different things I could do next. And so, um, I need to, I need some focus. And I feel like before I start diving into all these other communities and, and stuff, um, I need to know what my value proposition is here. Like, who am I providing value to? What do they need? Because part of me hasn't want to made the, part of me has not want to make the push to new communities because I feel like there's a lot of features I'm lacking, but the question is, like, no one has complained about me not having these features. Like, do I need these features? I don't know. I just need to I need to figure that out, I think. Um, and so that's kind of why I think I want to go back to my original audience and see if what I'm providing is actually something consultants want. Because I'm starting to think maybe it's not. I'm starting to think maybe they're not my people. Um, not because, uh, well, I don't know. This is just a hunch I have just based on like the minimal feedback I've gotten so far. Um, So I don't know. I feel like I've been bouncing around, kind of unsure of what to do next. And um, so when in doubt, talk to more people, right, coach? (laughs) Isn't that the rule?
0: That is the rule. You know what? I wonder if there's this feeling that we had for the first couple of years. And I wonder if this feeling is running underneath what you're feeling which is this fear that everything could go away overnight. Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, definitely. I think part of that is like, okay, so my 18-ish paying customers, maybe 11 or 12 are actually using it. Um, Yeah, I mean, sure, they could all just change their minds because they're like, she doesn't have, you know, image resizing or batch deletion or whatever it is that I don't have that they need. Um, and that hasn't happened, but it it might because I just don't know enough about what people feel like they need.
0: yeah, there's this there's this real I think I don't I don't know what the word is that I'm looking for, but there's this precariousness of a product that. It, runs underneath right like like for a long time we would just be like all this revenue could go away overnight like we just operated as if it could all go away which made us really hungry in the way that you are to try to figure out okay why is this working like right Right. like
1: why is it working i don't know (laughs) right that's fundamentally the problem
0: is it working? and why is it working? I mean, there's also kind of I think and this this feeling, I feel like I'm hearing from you, which is also something I have felt, which is why did anyone sign up for this when it is lacking all of these features that I thought were absolutely critical? like, you know, and basically, you know, I, like I have definitely had products that I think of I'm like, this product sucks like why is anyone using it like are they like are they okay like did they realize that this is terrible like um like there's this I mean it's it's like an insecurity right because you don't have security in knowing why people are there and why they're staying
1: yeah no that's exactly right that's such a good that's the perfect way to put it, Michelle. Like clearly, this is working because I'm not losing people, and I'm getting, you know, about one sign up every one to two weeks. So something is working, but I have no idea like how it's working. I have no idea if they feel like they're getting their money's worth. I have no, I have no idea what value I'm providing to these people. And so, absolutely, if I, had, you know, let's say every single one of them talked to me and showed me their site and was like, "This is how we're using it, and this is how it saves us money." then I'm sure I would feel very differently. But with
0: no people talking
1: to me, I've literally no idea.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, and so it, I
1: expect it, them to all cancel tomorrow because yeah. I just don't know if I'm providing them value.
0: So I think that's a rational feeling. Okay. Yes. And I think you are doing <laughs> well, the right thing by listening to that feeling, right? Like you're not just okay. kind of like yeah. running from that feeling and saying, nope, I'm just going to act like that's not there and – whatever and put my head in the sand. You're saying, "Okay, where is this feeling coming from and what can I do to answer this?" Right? It's why yeah. is this working? And cuz ha- cuz without knowing why it's working, you don't know what to do more of or less of. Right, right? right. Like it's impossible to prioritize when you don't know why things are happening and this is one of those things that like you can look at sign up metrics or or traffic metrics and see that something is happening you can see what is happening you can see that right. there's new sign ups every week you can see that there's revenue you can see that um did that whale customer like did they did they cancel yet by the way they did not cancel Ooh, they are still paying me okay. 250 dollars. so away. you can see that they are still paying you <laughs> but those metrics will never tell you why Right. and you can only figure out the why by talking to some, someone and this is why we use both qualitative and quantitative methods with customers to figure out the why yeah and so 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 your approach to this it sounds like you you want to start with going back to the people you were originally building for that's kind of where you're thinking of going like it sounds like you yeah. feel like you, you can't get your customers to talk to you is
1: that right so okay. and, and to be fair i just i think it's a it's a volume problem like when i had 115 customers because when it was free people signed up like crazy um when i had like 115 customers i could always find someone to talk to me which was great but um i only have what, what i say like 18 ish paying customers and None of them, I've, you know, none of them um, have responded to requests to chat, which is fine, right? I don't want to harass them. So I've been thinking about, we've talked about me wanting to explore other avenues like other other markets, But I'm already in the Heroku marketplace. And I want to make sure I'm taking advantage of people who already use Heroku. And so, when I originally thought of this idea, like I was like, this is perfect for people who have to do multiple sites in a year for consultants, right? Because it speeds you up so much. So I'm trying to circle back to those people who do like full stack web apps, um, like the consultant people and talk to them because I actually never asked any of my consultant friends um, if it's something they would use. So I figure I might as well start there since that was my original intended audience and kind of see what I learn because I have a hypothesis that the consultants are going to want something very different than the no-code people. And so when I look at like what feature, like what I need to add to my product, um, I, I, have, I have theories about it. And before I start building anything or, you know, really pushing into um, another marketplace, I want to see if my theories prove correct.
0: You have an email that triggers to people when they start, that prompts them to talk to you, right? Do you have another email that triggers people who haven't acted? Like you said, only 60% have used it.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: Do you have another email that triggers like if they haven't started using it within a certain period of time? I do not. I would be curious to introduce that. And that's a fairly common practice with online services and software. Yeah. Is to have something that say, like, if you, you know, based on, so if you look at those 60% who did start, if you can get the numbers on, let's say, the median or average time it took them to upload a file or to enter, like, like, can you get that data?
1: I don't know. I mean, the data is there somehow. I'm not quite sure how to extract it. Okay. I'm sure I can sort it out. So
0: if you could find that data, then let's say it's three days. So then after 5 days so it's 3 days since sign up so let's like say 5 days after sign up triggering another email that says you know how can i get help you get started like and 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 and, and not necessarily asking for a call but again saying you know are you having any problems with the integration or you know i'm i'm happy to help you or you know alternatively if there's internal barriers you're facing to Integrating this, like I would love to hear more because it could be that, like, they're waiting for the project to start or they need approval from someone, or like, there could be all sorts of things going on that do relate to the product. Like, maybe they're banging their head against the keyboard and they didn't want to tell you, or there's just some internal thing going on, and that would at least give you some context maybe and it might be easier for people to reply to now we'll have to like work on the copy a little bit and make sure that those are questions that are easy for people to answer and probably not a yes or no question um so that'll kind of take some some work um but i think i think that could be interesting to explore
1: yeah that seems like like a good idea um yeah while Um, you're
0: doing this other exploration too Right, like we don't yeah. just have to do one thing at a time.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I think um, that's relatively easy to implement, and then maybe I can get some more, you know, feedback from folks as to why they haven't gotten started yet.
0: Yeah, talk to the existing customers. Talk to the people who you thought would be customers. And I think the more information you gather that can help you start building that sense of security but like like i really i had that feeling of this could go away at any minute or you know a major company could come in and just wipe us out like all the time for like 3 years <laughs> like i mean that's it's a very real and common feeling yeah yeah and
1: i think your point about since I don't really know the value I'm providing, I mean that's the first thing people always ask me, you know, when I when I'm talking business with people, and I'm like, well, I don't really know who my customers are, <laughs> so there's that.
0: <laughs> what else are you working on? I know this stuff is kind of a like th- this is the not fun work, and you would rather be, you know, putzing around in the code garden and <laughs>
1: putzing around in the code garden. <laughs> um yeah really scheduling i'm trying to schedule five calls and it's funny because i thought i knew like tons of consultants but now i'm like do i really know that many independent developers i don't know so you did 17 so my goal is to do five it's not a like contest <laughs> oh it's a contest michelle it's it's, no, on. it's really
0: not like it's not it's not a contest um, I, I i don't think that's like fair like i had no no that's two, I why i get leagues, to do like head you know, start and like six years head start on how to talk (laughs) to
1: customers
0: like is that fair (laughs) I don't think so like
1: (laughs) um so I really want to talk to people I really want to talk to the consultants because as I said I really think they're going to want something different than like the no code community um so I'm going to start there I'd like to talk to five people who are independent web developers you know who work on more than one client project
0: if that's you and after reach out hmm? to Colleen I think if that's you yeah. reach out to calling. Yeah, if that's
1: you, please, please, please send me a message. Um and then, you know, I want to do that and then I want to do the no code folks and I feel like just as we, you know, talking to more people is going to give me a better idea about what people need and um like how I can I can help them achieve their business goals, right? Like that is the ultimate goal here is to help other people achieve their business goals. So that's kind of my focus. That and and like we talked about um I love the idea of adding the email. Like, why haven't you nicer than that? But kind of like, can I help you get started? And um, yeah, that's like the stuff I'm working on now. Do you feel like you're in a good place? No. I mean, it's so funny. Like, I think it was Alex Hillman who has all these tweets about psychology, right? He's always like, it's the psychology. It's business. What does he say? Like, business is easy. Managing our own psychology is hard. Oh, yeah, the whole Uh, thing about how,
0: like, we build software, but, like, software is used by people, and people are the hard part.
1: Yeah. I mean, my thing is, I'm, I'm in this place where, like, I'm not exactly happy with my product right now, and I'd like to have the time to just, like, dive in and do all these cool things to it, and I know two things are true. One you know, it doesn't, that's probably not a good use of my time right now. Cause I could make the perfect product, but if no one's going to buy it, no one's going to buy it. And like, I literally just don't have the time. Um, man, there's so many things I want to add to make it better though. So, so that's kind of been my challenge recently is like, is this product any good? Like, I mean, is it useful? Is it helping people? It doesn't have this feature. Like, how can we work around that? Like, I don't know. I, I'm, I kind of feel like I've been pinballing a bit. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to regain focus in terms of what I should be doing and, um, you know, marketing.
0: It almost seems like you feel like you're sort of working into a void and, like, not knowing whether what you're providing is providing value. It sort of, like, dents the motivation a little bit. Because without knowing that you are helping people, it's like it's hard to keep going because it's just sort of where do I go?
1: Yeah, Um, absolutely. Like these things I want to add, not a single person has asked for them. Like Mm. let's be clear. (laughs) But no one's talking to me, right? And I can't say, oh, if I add all these features, I'm going to get, you know, all these signups coming through. I have no reason to believe that's true, right? Like – Like I have had no one say, oh, I would buy your product, but I want this thing. So this is just like things that I want to do to make my product better, but also things that I don't know if anyone cares about. So to Mm. your point, I want to spend time on these things, but is that just, you know, what is it? Yelling into a void, you know, like, is it, yeah, yeah, I just feel like I'm kind of in a void. I'm not talking to enough people. I can't figure out why people are signing up. (laughs) Um... So it's not bad, right? Like, this is a good, mostly good problem to have. But it's an unsettling problem. It's unsettling. That's a good way to put it. Since I don't know that I'm providing value, it's hard for me to, one, feel like my work is meaningful, and two, feel like all these people aren't just going to cancel tomorrow. (laughs) This has turned
0: into a really heavy episode, like... Like, I'm pulling apart language, and Colleen right? is in a void. Like...
1: <laughs> what is that about?
0: <laughs> it's like uh, do you, like The Good Place, like Janet's Void. Like, I'm just picturing it, this, like, cool, like, fun place. And we'll, we'll, we'll make your void an enjoyable place to be. <laughs> and hopefully get you out of the void. And if you haven't seen The Good Place and you have no idea what I'm talking about, I'm sorry. Um we'll get we'll get you out of the void yeah i like it i'm here for it i think that's probably a good place to wrap up for this week thank you so much for joining us um if you liked this episode it would mean so much if you to us if you just like tweeted it out and and why you liked it that's um always super helpful and motivating to us so we don't feel like we're podcasting into a void um but yeah we'll talk to you next week
1: Huge thanks to all of our listeners who've become software socialites and support our show. Chris from Chipper CI, the daringly handsome Kevin Griffin, and Mike from Gently Used Domains who has a nice personality. Dave from Recut, Max of Online or Not, Stefan from Talk to Stefan, Brendan Andrade of Bright Bits, Team Tuple, Alex Hillman from The Tiny MBA, Rami from Hovercode and Rocket Gems, Jane and Benedict from Userlist, Kendall Morgan, Ruben Gomez of Signwell, Corey Haynes of Swipewell, Mike Wade of Crowd Sentry, Nate Ritter of Roomsteals, Anna Mast of SubscribeSense, Jeff Roberts from Outsetta, Justin Jackson, Megamaker, Jack Ellis and Paul Jarvis from Fathom Analytics, Matthew from Appointment Reminder, Andrew Culver at Bullet Train, John Coster, Alex of Corso Systems, Richard from Stunning, Josh the Annoyingly Pragmatic Founder, Ben from ConsentKit, John from Credo and Editor Ninja, Cam Sloan, Michael Copper of Nucy Proposals, Chris from URL Box, Callie of Toslet, Greg Park from Trait Lab, Adam from Rails Autoscale, Lana and Alex from Recapsi, Joe Mazzalotti of RailsDevs.com, Proud Mama from Applenet LLC, Anna from Cradle, Monsef from Ruby on Mac, Steve of Be Inclusive, Simon Bennett of Snapshooter Backups, Josh Smith of Keyhero.io, Jesper Christensen of Form Backend. Matthew of Work Cited, Chris of JetBoost.io, Daryl Shannon of Docomatic, Larabels, a community for Larabelle developers underrepresented due to their gender, Brendan from Feederloop, Pascal from Sharpen.page, Lynn Romick from Conbini, Arvid Kahl, James Sowers from Castaway.fm, Jessica Malnick, Damian Moore of Audio Audit Podcast Checker, Eldon from Nodal Studios, Mitchell Davis from RecruitKit.